on the ump, ostensibly a baseball podcast. I hope you missed us. Tonight is Tuesday, March the 22nd, 2022. Coming at you from Champaign, Illinois. My name is Joel. With me tonight, as per usual, Sam. Sam, how's it going? Uh, hey, Joel. I'm, uh, I'm doing well. Welcome back. I'm coming at you, uh, as usual, from Brooklyn, New York. Uh, really where the weather's been all over the place. My hot take tonight has to do with the uh, confirmation hearings for um, the Supreme Court justice nominee, uh, Katenji Brown-Jackson, I think. Yeah. Katenji Brown-Jackson. I'm sure I'm not pronouncing that name right. But my hot take is is that Ted Cruz is the king of Uh, (laughs) self-burns. And this guy, he can't help but just make himself look like a fucking idiot all the time. And for some reason, it doesn't matter to his constituency. But he was really given, like, I'm sure he thought that he was giving the this woman the business um, when he brought up this book that was being taught at uh, the private school that she is a board member of. Have you seen this? I am. It's like a, it's like a anti-racist children's book. Okay. Um, and oh, it was I, like, yeah, Ibum X Kendi. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but anyway. was that was that the book that he was like the, the art of policing or whatever? When he was holding up the book that he had obviously never even opened, like you could tell by looking at the bottom, like it was that guy's. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm, he had. Well, that is what my hot take is about because this guy had this picture and it, like behind him on the on the overhead projector or whatever, which was a page from this book, which was a baby. Um, uh, like a white baby with next to the building blocks that said race. And he was talking about how this book taught little white babies that they were bad and racist. And he's like, do you believe that, you know, children should be taught that they're racist as pre, you know, four-year-olds. And so the reason that this was a self burn is because he's projecting this big picture of what he says is a racist baby and he's like this is a racist baby you're teaching babies are racist but this picture looks exactly like ted cruz (laughs) and there are all these shots of him underneath this giant picture of this racist baby and they look exactly the same like it looks it looks like you know how uh, George W. Bush, Bush paints those portraits that are really bad of all the famous people that he knows. It looks like a George W. Bush portrait of Ted Cruz, this little racist baby. <laughs> and Ted Cruz has no idea. Like he's just such so fucking oblivious to the fact that he's a joke that he just like created a meme of himself <laughs> looking like a fucking idiot. Big baby. <laughs> yeah, racist baby. Big racist baby. Ted Cruz. Is a big racist baby. There's footage of him yelling at some uh, airport personnel in Montana, telling him, like, don't you know who I am? Kind of let me on this flight, so I got to get back and grill this black lady about why I'm a racist. You know, it was like, <laughs> he totally is. He just walks into it. He he steps in it every single time. Yep. I get, 
so mad because it is the book is Anti-Racist Baby by Ibram X. Kendi, who also wrote uh, Stamped the History of Racist Ideas, which I highly recommend. It's really good, but that's not critical race theory. Ibram X. Kendi does not practice critical race theory. He's practicing history of race. He's a historian, right? right. I go, I, I'm a big fan of Ibram X. Kendi. He does good work, but I, it sucks for him that he has become the face of the boogeyman version of what Republicans call critical race theory. That is not critical race theory whatsoever. And the funny thing about uh, Jackson, the justice, like critical race theory is a legal theory. So she knows what it actually really is. And she's just keeping her mouth shut, saying, you know, I'm, I'm not an expert. And I believe her. She's like, I haven't studied critical race theory. I'm not an expert on critical race theory. While simultaneously, you know, being ironically correct, because she knows what it is. And she knows more about it than these people that are grilling her. Yeah, she knows. I I claim to be like staking some flag in this like war against it. Like they don't even know what it is. You don't don't even know know the words that are, the words that are coming out of your mouth, you don't understand. Yeah, (laughs) right. And she's just politely saying like, no, I don't don't know. That's not my. She's she's actually being like, like sort, sort of like humble and being like, I don't, I don't know enough to speak categorically on this matter because I haven't actually studied it in the way that I would study something that I was going to be profess to be, you know, a scholar of. I'm like, you fucking idiots. (laughs) Exactly. 100%. I like your hot take. My, my, my hot take on Ted Cruz is that I think he's got a weird public humiliation fetish and actually gets off on that. Like right. he did it when he went to Texas, uh, not Texas, when he went from Texas to Cancun during the ice yeah. storm, and when Trump like made fun of how ugly his wife is. Yep, that was immediately <laughs> what I started thinking about. Yeah, I wonder if like, I wonder if and like, then he like, and then he kissed Trump's ass immediately. Yeah, afterwards. yeah. I wonder <laughs> if he like peed on Trump, and Trump was like, right. "Okay, now I'll talk shit about your wife." Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I, yeah, I think I think actually what it is is that Ted Cruz is a firm believer in no press is bad press, and mm-hmm. he's just completely incapable of doing anything that's going to get him good press. So he just does all of this stupid shit that gets him bad press because that's the only press he's capable of getting. Yeah, I would venture to say he's too stupid to know the difference between any of it. <laughs> It's like, oh, I really own the libs with my racist baby take. On the Didn't floor. I, Don? Hey, Donald. Where, <laughs> Didn't where I, Don? <laughs> Good one. All right, also joining us, as per usual, is Thomas. Thomas, how's it going? That's uh, good, Joel. I'm coming at you from the living room of my house, which li- listeners at home can't see, but Joel and Sam are quite confused to see a background with light in the, it. <laughs> Uh, anyway, it's it's uh, beautiful here. It's 60 some degrees. It started this morning quite cloudy, but my hot take is uh, essentially that once again, my prognostication skills, I was the first one on the scene. I called it first. I said, I believe it was like a month ago. I, my hot take was that spring had sprung. Uh, 
and it has certainly sprung and i said it first yep that's true i'll give you i'll give you that to you. just because it was an inevitability does not make it true <laughs> i called it first there was a calvin and hobbes strip that's when calvin sees the first robin of spring and he wants to call the newspapers and have them give him the reward for being the first person. <laughs> yeah, here's my thing is, yeah, you're not broadcasting from your Unabomber basement like you usually are. Yeah. And, and my, it's, it's still sunny outside in Seattle at quarter to seven. Yeah. yeah, it stays light here now until like a hundred. Yeah. It's, <laughs> and it's been really pretty bleak too it's like been raining a lot but it's like still daylight it's still raining in daylight at 8 30 you know you're like well well not quite that bad but uh yeah it's, yeah. it's uh it's uh, my oh the, the point is is that i called in sick today to work or i didn't call in sick i went in and then i was like i'm going home i feel like shit and uh in the process yeah. realized somehow managed to get out of the social obligation that my family had this evening so i was supposed to go hang out with some friends of ours which is awesome and they're really nice and i would have had a fine time but i was like i don't feel up for it i still feel i feel sick and my wife was like okay i'm gonna take the kids so now all of a sudden like i got this unexpected two hours of time completely free of any family at my house like i go to work where i'm away from my family and it's like oh okay but like this is like in my own i can do whatever i want so whole here game. i am podcasting New world. Yeah, this is, yeah, no, it's wild. So they're going to come in at some point. And I'm going to have to go down back to the basement. Yeah, either that or just get out of here real quick because my wife had them. Will now have had them for on her own for like three hours, and right. well, sort of on her own for three hours. We can so put your, your kids on the podcast. I keep telling you, your son, your son should be a podcast guest. Well, if we ever do the dinosaur section, I'm sure he'd, he'd be into it. Oh hell yeah, we <laughs> could do a dino section. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I shouldn't have said anything. Uh, I'm not exposing him to the internet until he's at least 25. <laughs> hey, everybody. My name's Joel. I'm uh, coming at you from Champaign, Illinois. Uh, we didn't broadcast last week because lots of reasons. One reason was I was on spring break in Arizona. And I thought one of the best things was that. The, the first week that there was actually baseball, we were like, oh, yeah, we can't do it. <laughs> yeah, that's a good dump on the ump tradition, Thomas. With two or three years of the podcast, we would just stop around September 27th. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing else to pay attention to. Oh, oh, yeah. It's the end of the regular season. Why would we keep doing our baseball podcast? <laughs> Well, the Red Sox fan would probably have something to be concerned about. I guess maybe I don't want to talk about it. When when we would just stop. I mean, I can't imagine what it would be like to have to talk about. Well, yeah, never mind. It was like the you might you get too emotionally invested when your team is actually playing in October. Oh, right. I'm saying like I'm saying essentially like for you and me, Joel, our season ends, ends. when the regular season ends. <laughs> but as a Boston Red Sox fan there's still like a month solid of like really, really entertaining baseball to watch. So there's different reasons for the podcast stopping right then, you know? No, we would just stop and then come back in February and be like, apparently Kansas city won the world series. Okay. <laughs> Once. Yeah. Um, but here's my hot take. 
Sedona, Arizona is a weird town. <laughs> I've never been. I, I think I've driven through there, but I've never stopped there. It is a weird town. Lots of crystal shops. Lots of psychic. Probably, There's lots of crystals in Arizona. Probably, by my guess, the highest psychic per capita of any town I've ever been to. Interesting. No, they just announce it. I don't think so. That's like the whole shopping center was like, get your tarot cards read, get your psychic reading. I went to a like a cult bookshop. That was pretty cool. Um, it's near Flagstaff, so it's like Flagstaff is pretty chill. It's a college town, though. Yeah, no, Sedona is everyone. Well, it's a tourist town, but it's like the new age hippie uh, vortex of the southwest how far is it from phoenix two hour drive okay yeah it's very beautiful absolutely gorgeous but uh also just very strange um lots of like i did look into going on a ufo tour we didn't do it but uh, you can take ufo tour it's an option yeah it's an option uh like just to places where people have made have you seen UFOs like what outside the long Madison? was you go out in the middle of the night and your guide gives everyone night vision goggles and you run around in the desert with night vision goggles on and he guarantees that you will see a UFO. Like some of his buddies are just out there in like UFO <laughs> yeah. costumes. Or it's like Mr. Bones. Right. Yeah. <laughs> They, got like, like a bunch they have like cardboard drawings on death heads out there. <laughs> Hiding behind the desert bluff with like aliens on a stick. <laughs> I was a little disappointed. have to be like microwave meat. Exactly. I was, <clears throat> so that was cool. But I guess the relevant thing to the podcast is that I actually did get to go to uh, a baseball game, which was fucking nice. amazing. Spring training. It was a seven inning game. Cubs versus White Sox, all bench players. Did you call that home run? Uh, Lewis did. He did. Lewis. You sent us a video. You sent us a video. Was that Yoelki? It's my voice that you hear. But Lewis was just Lewis just happened to be filming that Andrew Vaughn home. Oh, it was Andrew Vaughn? Okay. Andrew Vaughn home run, and he just happened to have his camera out at exactly the right time. That's awesome. Pretty cool. Yeah, I, I didn't know if you had called it. Uh, no, you just hear my voice going, yeah. You said something about him being a good player. No, he's just a good player or something. Like that. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. A good hitter. You hear me? That's right. I, I put it on Twitter already, but you hear me. Now we're going to describe it. Yeah, you hear me say, <laughs> oh, he's a real good hitter right before he hits. He hit. Yeah, yeah. I was, yeah. I was wondering if that was a, some kind of part of a call, but anyway. No, I'm not going to give myself that much credit. I wish. Anyway, so scratch that one off. I've gone to spring training, but we need to go back again. So, dude, I'm going back next year. I'm so pissed I wasn't there. Save that. Well, we got lucky to even get to go to a game. Um, yeah, you did. Save that. Well, we now that I mean, there's an agreement in place, right? This isn't going to happen next yeah, year, is it? Not supposed to, unless COVID 
the, the gamma version of COVID or whatever we're going to have. Right. In well, there, yeah, there will it's be. It's going to be right? nuclear winter is what it's going to be. Yeah. They were just barely, I, you know, they still haven't played a major, they haven't played a regular season game. And I only called the lat that we would never see another major league regular season game. Right. So. Yeah. Uh, we got pretty lucky. Uh, but yeah, I'll show more of that and I'll post pics. I should post them on the Instagram too. Got some good. So wait, did you go to, to a psychic or what? No, I did not go to a psychic. We, Rick Lewis. We already knew what they were going to say. Rick Lewis and I just walked around Sedona and they all have the same crystal shop. So my comparison has, have you ever been to Mexico and you go to the first like street vendor who, and he's got like really cool, like uh, Aztec or Maya in, like inspired masks and, and gifts you can buy. And you're like, oh, this is really cool. And then you buy one and then you go to the next block down and there's another guy with the exact same ancient right. artifact. You know, and then I mean? you look really close and there's like a made in China sticker <laughs> on the back of it. Wait, are you guys describing a, a day in New York City? <laughs> I think this is a universal thing about like coolest economy. In Sedona, they have that, except it's crystal shops. Yeah, no, I got you. Yeah. So we like went to three different crystal shops and we're like, oh, this is all, this is exactly the same stuff. And then Lewis had the joke that there's just the big dump truck that comes to town at 5 a.m. each day with all the crystals in the dump truck and it, goes one by one to each crystal I mean, shop. it's probably just a semi, but yeah. <laughs> okay. Like one truck that shows up with that stuff. Yeah. From China. Little... From China. It's all, yeah, it's all made yeah. from China. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I want to go. I, we'll go to Sedona next time when we're there next year. And then we'll go to that other place where you put the video from. <laughs> yeah. Was that, I, was that Rick's foot? <laughs> Probably, yeah. <laughs> I thought so. <laughs> I'll send you some other pictures that are more damning than that video even. You don't have to. <laughs> Wait, how come you didn't send them to me? I like damning videos and oh, photos. You do, yeah. <laughs> um, I need to, I need to like start my blackmail business. Right, yeah. <laughs> Isn't that what life is? Just compiling information for your blackmail business eventually. Yeah, exactly. I need I need a second stream of income here. Like yeah, I I'm putting this on my list. I like dirt. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I saw you do that, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of people who could blackmail me. That's okay. Yeah. 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 Me too. Yeah. That's the catch. Yep. That's the catch. <laughs> You're you're the only person on my blackmail list right now. <laughs> <laughs> I think I mine to, too. I need to diversify. Yeah. I'm on lots of blackmail lists. Um, shout out to anyone who's kept listening to us. Do you guys <laughs> shout out what? Transweek. Anyone any that's kept listening to us? No, like, through like, all this like, like we have scared them away. <laughs> Anybody who's still there, thank you for hanging on. Bless your poor, poor heart. I'm sorry you have no. <laughs> Sam, Sam is going to put you on his blackmail. <laughs> right. Just send me some damning evidence on yourself first. 
I think the invasion of Ukraine has really dampened a Russian bot listening audience. Oh. Yeah, they got other shit to do. They got other shit to do. Uh, All those programmers are in are in Ukraine with a machine gun. Like, what am I supposed to do? I thought I was coming here on vacation. <laughs> Ashburn, Virginia, Orlando, Florida, L.A., Papa, Michigan. Uh huh. Papa, P A W P A W. Helsinki, Finland, Durham, North Carolina, Indianapolis, Indiana, Riverside, California. Moscow, Moscow's on the list. Santa Clara, California. Thanks for listening. Uh, it's it's yeah. because we took a week off, so nobody we didn't have a new episode. Yeah, our our thousands and thousands of fans were like, oh well, we'll have to go somewhere else for our asinine, somewhat <laughs> sports related opinions. Literally dozens of listeners. Uh, all right, let's get into it, though, because we missed this, and we got to talk about it because we've been shouting about it on this podcast for months. Uh, the lockout is over, guys. Baseball will happen this year, pending nuclear uh, Our national nightmare officially ended on March 12th as the MLB Owners and Players Association came to an agreement over the CBA. Here are some of the notable reported details from the accepted proposal, according to the Athletics Ken Rosenthal. Here we go. CBT threshold, $230 million in 2023, peaking at $244 million. Penalty tier, introduction of a new penalty tier that starts at $60 million past the threshold. Minimum salary, $700,000 peaking at $780,000 in the final year of the CBA, pre-arb bonus pool $50 million, postseason format, 12 teams. Also, a few rule changes, universal DH. Um, sounds like they're going to keep the ghost runner on second, which is lame. I fucking hate that. Yeah, I hate that too. So my question for you guys, was it worth it all along? Uh, well, I don't really know how to answer that question necessarily. Like they had to negotiate a new bargaining agreement. So, I mean, we're going to have baseball. So I guess it's worth it. My take on this is that this was a bad deal for the players and a really good deal for the owners. Oh. The players, the players association made very minor, minimal gains in a lot of areas that they were looking to gain ground. And that's fine. That's good for them. However, all of those games were super modest and the fucking league got literally every single thing that they wanted. Mm. They got literally every single thing that they wanted. And they, at the very end of the, they had like come to an agreement on all of their points. And then all of a sudden, the league was like, oh, actually, we have to have an international draft. And if you don't agree to it, that's it. This is a hard line in the sand, which they hadn't even talked about it before. And it's like, oh, shit, we're getting everything that we want. Like, we're going to add this other thing in right at the very end. And the Players Association fucking caved on that, too. And <clears throat> it's such a crock of shit. Like, you know, the players have been trying to get all this shit done, most of which they didn't get. And the owners got literally every single thing that they wanted. Okay. They get to add patches to their jerseys. 
advertising on the jerseys and the helmets of the players. They got the expanded, um, expanded fucking playoffs. And then they got, uh, I think it's 45 days where Rob Manfred gets to make any rule changes that he wants, essentially. That sucks. Yeah. Did they get that? That's the one that I yeah, that got me that. off the most. Yeah, that pissed me off so much. Like, you already don't give a shit. You don't get to make right. new rules to make the game better when you don't even care about the fucking game. Right. Jerks. So anyway, I think it was a bad deal. Uh, I think that the players shouldn't have taken it. The entire exec- executive committee of the players' union voted against the deal. Um, but then the expanded whatever the voting pool of the players' union voted for it. But it was you know what that was, you know that was the, that was the fucking the like the corporate interest in the players' position that were like, no, we didn't get enough out of this negotiation. We need more, and the players are like, well, we like baseball. <laughs> you know, it was like more more billion. The billionaires were bummed. The millionaires were happy to play. Yeah, <laughs> I think uh, I don't. Obviously, I don't know. My guess is. The hundred day, you know, the hundred thousand days were like, I got to go back to work, which is unfortunate. Right. Yeah. No, totally. And the thing is, is that like, the just from, like, just from expanded, just the revenue from expanded playoffs is gonna, it's double the pre-arbitration bonus pool. It's like more than the entire work, like value of the expansion of the tax threshold. Um, for all five years of the con of the of the thing it's like it's ridiculous it's and that's just the play that's just the money they're gonna make off of the playoffs in one fucking year yeah yeah so it was a great deal for the owners Mm -hmm. and it was like a like pretty marginal deal for the players right i i mean i i think you're right i i was more optimistic they got the minimum salary wage they got a pre all about 50 million which is about half of what the players association had originally asked for no it's, it's like a fifth of what they they originally were asking for like 250 million asking for 100 and then the owners came back with the insulting counter proposal of a five million dollar deal right um I was always against expanded playoffs, and I guess I'm disappointed that the players didn't even try to negotiate over that. It it was at least the way the press. Replayed. Players want more people going to the playoffs. More well, that more bonuses. But it's a negotiation tactic. Like like they they could have resisted it. Um, they could have, but I would have preferred they fucking resisted the DH universal DH. But. Oh, that's interesting. No, they want the universal DH. Yeah. I know they do, but I wish they wouldn't. That's the players. That's a, that's like, you know, fifteen more high-paying jobs, essentially. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> All right, uh, I uh, players. I don't mind that second base ghost runner rule, to be honest. Really? Really? I like it. Yeah, I thought I was gonna hate it, and I was like, eh, whatever. It's kind of fun. Yeah, I like a good nineteen-inning game. You know what I mean? Yeah. I want my like backup left fielder to be pitching four innings of relief. Yeah, I think I mean I think I have a relationship with baseball where it's like I don't go to one game a year. I don't watch one game a year. So if there's a game that's going to go into the 19th inning and I need to go to bed, I'll fucking go to bed. You know what I mean? Like, I'll hear about it later. Like, 
So I'm, I'm all for that. Yeah. I just think I, I just, I guess my, my stance on the ghost runner, isn't that like I'm in favor of that kind of rulemaking, but I didn't hate it as much as I thought I would hate it. I guess it's going with baseball is so fucking weird because it's the only sport that I can think of where the people who are in charge of it are seriously like, how can we have less baseball? Yeah. Like, oh, there's too much, like the game is too long. There's literally too much baseball. Uh, they should get away yeah. from that well, kind of thinking. I think that this man on second base is another thing that the players union is in favor of, honestly, because you want to know who doesn't like eight-hour baseball games? It's like baseball <laughs> players don't like eight-hour baseball games. <laughs> yeah, it's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know i'm happy to see baseball i, I it it just kind of makes me feel like think reflect on the the greater world at large and all the garbage that's going on with it when i think about how the billionaires are beating up on the millionaires is not even really an apt micro or metaphor for anything but i don't know it just seems like it's happening everywhere in the world so i'm just glad i got to watch some more baseball before nuclear armageddon right yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's absolutely true. I'm I'm very happy that baseball is back. Right. Um, I just think it was I think it was a bad deal for the players, and I think even more than that, I just think it was like such a great deal for the owners that like pisses me off. Yeah, I think I mean I think you're right, and I think there's just nothing anybody can do about it. <laughs> yeah, and well, that yeah, that's what pisses me off the most. It's like yeah, nothing. nothing. We've said nothing. this. I think all three of us have said something of, of this like this before this podcast that once it started looking like they were actually gonna start losing real money they came to an agreement real real quick you know that your senator joel sent out this tweet that was like let's talk about the uh the whatever exemption the monopoly exemption baseball and then they made and then they made a deal that day like was it Merkley or Weston? I can't remember. I just remember Senator Maybe from Kennedy Illinois. Was on board with that too. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think that would be a that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, but Lynn, I mean, that's not going to happen though. No, they're in the same pockets as everybody else. You know? Right, right. Lindsey well, Graham is like going to be like ah. <laughs> <laughs> How Ted Cruz will famously embarrass himself on national TV. Yeah, he'll get like an even dumber haircut. <laughs> he'll get an even dumber haircut. His dumb beard. Yeah, he's the worst. He is. You know who's the best, though? Who? Julio Rodriguez. Wow. Joe, why were you watching the Mariner game the other day? Were we playing the White Sox or something? You were texting me about it. You're like, why is Ichiro in a uniform? He's oh, in a uniform because he's like a special assistant. No, I uh, I was watching Mariners Angels just because it was on the, the you wanted to see the, Shohei Otani the very legitimate stream that I was looking at that was the game that they were playing. yeah 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 you generally change those streams to whatever you want to watch you know I kept trying to and it wasn't working so I was like I gave up and I was like oh, all right I guess I'm watching Mariners versus Angels right now yeah yeah did you was Julio Rodriguez playing no. He's our 21-year-old, six-foot-three Dominican kid. Oh, who's like, yeah, yeah, I know who you're talking about, yeah. 
number one prospect in baseball. He's so awesome. He's just, he, they, everybody was like, he can't play center field. He's a corner outfielder. So he decided that he was going to teach himself to play center field. And he like did like conditioned and now he's been playing in center field. He's fucking the best. Thomas, I don't want to get your hopes up, but I'm don't worry. Uh, high on the Mariners right now. I was going to text you back and we're tweet back and be like, yeah, I'm glad you feel that way, but I don't agree. Right, I know, yeah. <laughs> we overperformed so much last year, it's going to take the same kind of shit this year, and I don't think we got it in. Hey. But next year, next year, I'm all next in. Year. Right, that's it. <laughs> that was for Sam. I don't know yeah. If there to I, no, I hear you. I actually, I, I liked that with the Reds. I think that you got two really good players there. For oh, the yeah, yeah. Yeah, Suarez. <clears throat> I think that both Suarez of those guys nice... are legit. Oh, yeah, you and you. Yeah. Yeah, Jesse Winker. I'm, yeah, I'm curious about both of them because they both are kind of like had moments of really high, high ceiling potential and then both have seen the other side of that too. So we'll see what happens. Right. It'll be fun. It'll be, I, I think it'll be more fun than, it's still going to be more fun than no baseball, so. But I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to be a little more bully on the Mariner. Or, well, what's the word? A little bullish, bearish? I'm going to be – I'm, I'm a little hesitant and call – I might not call the Mariners my predicted division winner. Well, I, I like their chances this year better than last year because, you know, the A's are basically going into full rebuild right now. And then yeah. the Astros aren't going to be as good as they were last year probably. So no, they're not. I mean, they'll still be they'll still be good, but it's like they'll still be good, but it's gonna be. We'll see what and we'll uh, see what the Angels do. Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm yeah. I. It's too bad that I don't. I, I'm I'm pretty pissed at Jerry Depoto for not getting one more big big free agent. But you know, whatever. I'm I'm kind of I'm still I'm I am glad that he didn't sign Chris Bryant to whatever that fucking crazy ass contract yeah, was. <laughs> I can't believe you got that much money. The Rockies are so fucking stupid. I feel bad for the Rockies fans. I mean, Chris Bryant's a cool guy, and I'm, I wish him nothing but the best in Colorado, but it's like, what the fuck is this ownership doing? Anyway. The, uh, they offered Trevor Story more money than the Red Sox did, and Trevor Story was like, no thank you. <laughs> I, 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 I got to be – I got to – I'm I didn't want I never wanted Trevor Story. I'm skeptical of Trevor Story outside of uh Mile High, but the one oh, place that might suit him is of that short porch and that big green gonna, ball. Like he's gonna fucking do so well in Fenway. He's gonna Park, pepper that fucker. He's gonna like I still don't think he, yeah. I still don't think he's that good though. I I'm I I, I mean, you know, I, I only I only don't hate the Red Sox, Red Sox anymore because you know you're because I deal with you all the time, so I I've, I've eased my tone against the Red Sox. But yeah, I I I'll, I, I wish you the best with him, but yeah. I, I'm I'm not as confident. But you know, hey, you know what's cool is that we need to figure out what the fuck we're gonna say in our season preview episode coming up at some right. point, right? Like we gotta do that now. We gotta go. We gotta go. <laughs> well, we got we got like one more week. Two more weeks until the regular season yeah, starts, yeah, right? Two weeks, yeah. All right, well, we'll get to one. If if I don't know if you guys remember this right, but I predicted the World Series champion last year and the AL MVP. He's getting them right. Yeah. Master I, uh, prognosticator. Plus, I called spring. Yeah, and you called spring. You had to roll. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I really, I like 
Trevor story better than I, I really was glad that we did not sign Carlos Correa. <laughs> I think Carlos Correa is a better player. Uh, maybe, but he's such a fucking asshole. I'm not going to argue he's not a bigger asshole, but I think Trevor Story is probably a pretty big asshole too. <laughs> yeah, maybe. If we had to hang out with I him. Think, I fun. think he'll fit in well with the Red Sox. I'm, I like that pickup. Um, and, you know, granted in large part because it's nice to see that the Red Sox are actually willing to spend a little money because it's been, like, really tough over the past couple of years of them just, like, stacking up on a bunch of fucking weirdos and yeah. then last year i don't even know how that happened last year but i you know i i'd be concerned if i was the white Sox. why because you got the twins the twins made some moves that are interesting and there i mean i know you I, i'm not but there's some definitely some interesting moves in there and watch out for fucking detroit i well, think I'm, in like yeah, two that years like uh, yeah yeah, you got you got you got some competition right now with Minnesota, and then right around the bend, you got you got a young Detroit team that. Well, I mean, they could still just implode everything. It but. might not be their year, but they're gonna get. They're getting. Better. They got a good young young squad there. Minnesota, I'm a little like you're right, but I was like, huh, a little bit with the Twins. They signed Korea, and then this whole swap. Like, I'm not afraid. Gary Ch- Gary Sanchez is their catcher now. I'm not afraid. Right, that guy sucks. That guy sucks. Gio was yeah, shot. I was I was more I was pretty excited I, I, when they when they got Kiner Falefa. I was like, oh man, they swapped fucking uh, <laughs> Mitch Garber for Kiner Falefa. And I was like, that was a great deal. And then they just flipped him around. I was like, for Gary Sanchez and Gio or Shell? Yes. What the yes. fuck? I mean, I'm glad they got rid of Josh thing. Donaldson. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm actually pretty glad Josh Donaldson is with the Yankees, where I can prop hate him with the hate that he is due, the proper hate. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. The the funny thing about that trade is that the New York Yankees fan base was fucking all in on um, on uh, Correa. They like wanted him so bad, and then, um, and then they made the trade that like allowed the twins to sign Correa to that deal. And they were so, and I didn't even know about any of this. Josh Donald to the Yankees and you have to sign Correa. (laughs) And they're so fucking pissed about it. And I didn't know anything about this except for I like went on Red Sox Reddit the other day just to see what was going on and somebody made this post that was like the screenshot of this guy totally having a meltdown online <laughs> on the Yankees Reddit. So I went over there and checked it out. It was really funny. And people, so people are, people think that the twins did like some kind of long, long game trade thing they, just so they could sign for Correa. No, they did. They scammed the Yankees. But they the Yankees, the like Yankees. the Yankees just somehow didn't see it coming and fucking blew it. Were they trying to sign Correa and got asked out on it or something? Yeah, well, the, no, I don't know if they were trying to sign Correa. That's just what Yankees Twitter really wanted them yeah. to. Yeah. And then, but the thing is, is that, like, you know, the Yankees, well, the Yankees probably couldn't have given them $35, $36 million a year for three years right now. But even still, it was pretty funny. Yeah, I mean, his... the, 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 the Twins traded for 
that guy whose name I don't know, who was the shortstop for the Rangers. And then they were like, oh, we got this great shortstop from the Rangers. And then they, the next day they traded him to the Yankees with Josh Donaldson for uh, Lumpy and and Urshela. And then they signed, and then they signed Carlos to Correa for, to a Trevor Bauer deal. And yeah. It was that's it's it's an interesting move by the I was not did not see it coming from the twins, but uh I I I'm, I think Carlos Correa is a generational player. I think he's one of the best players in the game. Nah. I don't think he's that good. He didn't, he didn't hit the ball that well. But... <laughs> uh you know, we gotta yeah, we gotta do it. We gotta come up with all our all our takes and all our picks and all the the who, who who AL MVPs NL MVPs, right? Yep. Yes, we do. I want to let this guest into the room. Can I do that? Okay. Yeah. Uh-oh. Sure. Aren't we just about done though? Yeah, we might have to, or we could just have one big episode. <laughs> Why don't we end it now and then bring them in and start a second episode? Oh, you got somebody else coming on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I might have to bail for family stuff. I'm not sure. Right. Right. All right, so let's bail on this. But he wants to meet you, Thomas. He's been asking about this. Okay, I'll st- okay, okay. All right, I'll stick around. I'm still here. <laughs> Wait. Oh, okay. Are you? What? I, well, no. But what I'm saying is, like, you can. You no, know, easy, dead air. Like, what are we doing? Easily editable, but I. Okay. You, edit. No, no, that's against our uh, protocol. We do not. You can edit. do one whole ed- episode, but under know that if my family walks in, I'm going right. to be like, all right, peace out. Yeah, just sign off. And, and I, you know, we'll figure it out. Um, he's connecting right now. So. Oh, I'm so nervous. It's good. <laughs> he's got, yeah. Sam's Sam shaking Sam his head. Shaking his head right this now. is bad. This is really bad. Like, we should have just ended it <laughs> and started another episode. <laughs> we will. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I love it. I love it. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm just just stop recording. Okay. <laughs> All right. We're stopping recording. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for listening. I will be back. Sam is shaking his head at me. <laughs> Fuck you, Sam. All right, ladies and gentlemen. I'm doing the shruggy emoji for those of you listening. Shruggy emoji. Yep. Uh, This has been Dump on the Ump, ostensibly a baseball podcast. We will be back with the B-Block. I will talk to you later. Have a good night and a pleasant to wait. Mm -hmm.